Cheers. Damn you, old man. Wade and super woke. Can you hear me? I can hear you clear yeah. as day. Word. So here's what up? What's up? So, what up? What up? <laughs> All right. You're so here's what happened. Cheated on for a second. We got into we got into a topic you want to talk about. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, oh, let, me boy. Let, let me do it. I don't okay. even know. Every time. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> bitch, so my me, family's here. <laughs> so let me tell you what happened. All right. So with so I hit Charmaine up. And I'm like, yo, let's record. Blah, blah, blah. I was eating Taco Bell at the moment. Yeah, I could go for some Taco Bell right now. So, and as I'm talking to Charmaine, we started talking about Black Adam. And so we started talking about Black Adam. We got about we got into my disdain for Dwayne Johnson and how he only talks about being black when it serves him. Enter the mixed black Asian main. Yes. So then the conversation of uh-huh. Aquafina came up. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I, so <laughs> I said, Javi's going to be mad because I told him I didn't want to have this conversation, and now I'm having this conversation. So I said, fuck it. I'm just going to call him and say, hey, we're not having the conversation. We're going to end it separately. But then you said you had nothing to do, so here we are. Mind you, I was in mid-sentence, and he just started calling you. Cut me off. I was like, you're not on mute. Uh, wow. And he's like, yeah, I know I wasn't on mute. I got to bring Javi in here, so that's where we're at right now. <laughs> I appreciate you guys thinking about me. <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm, so, not about, I'm not about to get cursed out by my co-host, because I, I know Javi well enough to know. He's going to be like, Nigga, really? You don't even want yeah. to have this conversation. When you listen back, Javi, you will you you will know that old man Wade started this conversation trying oh. to defend her, and I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Oh boy, you didn't yeah. learn your lesson. You didn't learn your lesson from me, old man. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I think he'll take it more serious because I'm an Asian. Ah, uh, and it was funny because when me and Javi were having this conversation, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. You're the one who said her name. I didn't say her name. You said her name, so you must oh, care all, some oh, kind of way. Trust and believe, this is my fault. Yeah. I, I, I am aware of what happened here. Like, this is all me. Look, hey, look. I don't fake the funk. I'm aware. I live by the funk. I die by the funk. Like, hey. <laughs> yo, so Charmaine, what were you saying? Like, what, so were you, what, what were so you basically, guys talking about? Everybody, everybody who is in support of the period of time, which is over now, that yeah. Aquafina used that accent um, before Marvel started paying her bills, uh, they claim she's from New York, but she is not from a neighborhood in New York that has that accent necessarily. She is from an affluent part of Queens that's predominantly white with a small Asian population. They don't have that accent. And the reason why you know she doesn't have that accent naturally is because she drops that accent when she's not in, say, a hip-hop space or she's being paid by a major, major company like Marvel. Marvel made her stop that shit, so she even stopped doing it in act- in interviews and things like that. Also, the way she apologizes is different now that Marvel's paying her bills versus when Marvel wasn't paying her bills. Um, she still does the white man apology of just like, if I hurt somebody's feelings, I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, she's acknowledging it more now than she was back then. 
And her accent has totally changed. Now, does she still do some things like like in Shang-Chi? There's a moment where she shoots an arrow and hits her target and she hollers out at the guy who trained her. And he's like, did she, you see that? And she has that tone. That seems more of a natural, like most likely kind of a tone, a New York tone. But when she overperforms it, um, she's doing she's doing a New York from not her neighborhood black accent and it's an overdone accent she does not have that accent usually and she's so unapologetic about it until marvel started forcing forcing her to address it that um i will always kind of hold that against her i like her i like her in shang chi and things like that there's something she does i really like but i always have to remind myself if she wasn't being paid by marvel she wouldn't be doing this right now hmm so um dang all right <laughs> I'm, I'm a year ago all right so like i can't i can't disagree with you right like um based on everything that you say like I, I get it i get why people were offended and um i wasn't personally and we can go into that but i i i'll just say this i think i don't think she changed because marvel forced her to um, oh no marvel made a statement I think Marvel made a statement because they were forced to make a statement. I think I think that she I think she changed because I'm thinking about the reaction to Star Lord. Who plays Star Lord? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Like people were saying all types of things about him being like you know anti LGBTQ and all this other stuff. I I I I don't know what he said or didn't say. I wasn't following it, but Marvel pretty much stuck by him. Marvel tends to stick by their people. Um, I think that. Aquafina, I think she changed because she saw it was bothering people. Um, mm -mm, because it had been bothering people for a good five years, and she always angrily rebutted. It wasn't until Marvel started paying her bills that she stopped angrily rebutting. And it's it's searchable. You can find it. No, no, I I agree with you, but I think that like Marvel definitely like increased her 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 presence, right? Like so, like the salience of people being upset about it, I think increased. Of, of course, they might have they, they, they could have been pressure and all the other stuff, right? But I think that I think that the anger towards her her was a little um I would call it an overreaction. No. And the only reason why I say that is because uh people code switch. She's not a white man. She's not code switching though. You code switch from your natural accent into your work. So so the thing is code switching has has got bad incorrect PR at the moment. Code switching is going from your natural accent to a performance for work. I I don't think I okay, so I think that's I think that's one definition, but this is I think this is that's again, what it was place. originally yeah. until people started calling it code switch, like I'm gonna get a little bit more black right now as ah. code switching. That's not that's not code switching. So, that's what we're calling it, but that's not what it is. But I think that what whatever you want to call it, right? So as a black man in, in Boston, right, and in, in working in the specific industries I've worked in, the places I've been in, I, I'm very familiar with, um, I don't really care about the definition of code switching, but I'm very familiar with having to adjust um, who you are, how you speak, everything to adjust to the area and spaces that you're in, right? And only certain groups have to do that. Um, white people definitely don't have to do that. I do because know white people do the opposite of it. White people do the I'm seeing a black man right now. Yeah. Hey, my man. Yeah. 
true, know. true. Or they they learn <laughs> things yeah, like man. woke and they turn it into a like a whole thing. But anyways, yeah. Um, I also grew up in a neighborhood in the neighborhood I grew up in, right, in the inner city. Very similar to places like New York, right? So you have different neighborhoods in these cities, right? You have more affluent areas, you have less affluent areas, right? But all these kids and stuff, they're all exposed to the same things, and they often find themselves in different social groups. So even me, like I, 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 I don't want to use the word code switch because I don't want to misdefine it, but I switch how I talk to among different black groups, right? Yeah. So I don't know anything about Aquafina. How she, I don't know how she grew up. But I do know a lot of Asian people that grew up in cities like New York, even if they grew up in the more affluent areas and, you know, they grew up in on hip hop. They have black friends, even if they didn't necessarily grow up in the same neighborhoods, but they went to school together or whatever. Right. They were in the same social groups. And so they're constantly switching, like living in a city like this is your constant. Like, I don't know what my natural accent is. I, like, if I'm talking to my boy from Florida, I'm going to sound a little Florida ish. Hobby, you know, your, nat your natural accent is woke. Yeah, I don't I have no idea what it is. And I and and I think there's a lot of people, a lot of friends that I've had that are Asian that grew up in these in this neighborhood. So Boston, for instance, has a very large Vietnamese community. Mm. New England has a very large Cambodian community. Like like Cambodians from LA, it's very hard to distinguish some Cambodian like like bloods from like black and Mexicans. You know what I mean? Because we we all grew up around the same stuff, consume the same stuff. Like our, 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 our syntax and the way we talk isn't based on like our ancestors necessarily, right? Like that's part of it, but it's also- Tell me how many times you've seen um her walking around with black people when she's not in a movie with them. I don't know her. Like I don't I don't follow. Like Aquafina <laughs> isn't somebody, Aquafina isn't somebody that I necessarily follow. I like her in the stuff that I've seen. Mm -hmm. And like, I can tell, like I can tell when somebody's faking just by listening. Uh, like I hope I can, right? Like I can tell- I can be like, this person isn't from the city. Like, I, you know, if you grow up from here, you know, right? And the way that she carries herself that, that I've seen, it's right? It's very performative. It doesn't seem performative. It doesn't seem performative. 100%. Because guess what? Yeah. The accent drops when more money is present. And you can chart that through her career. Like, you can see it happen. Um, Because it's, it's almost gone entirely from her show now, with the exception of, like, some New York phrasing. Yeah. Um, But on her show, the accent is gone. Um, when she does Marvel interviews, when she does movies and stuff like that, now the accent is gone. Um, and it abruptly changed from the yeah. time she got casted in Shang-Chi before we even got to see her perform. Yeah. It abruptly changed. Um, and, and just, you know, I grew up like I'm black Japanese, right? I grew up around the Asians that grew up around black people and I grew up around, and then I moved to a white suburb when I was in uh, my late teens and I grew up around the Asians that grew up around white people too. And, you know, you don't really accuse Asians of adopting a white accent um, because that's not how, you know, white supremacy and patriarchy. We all adopt like white everybody accents. Everybody adopts oh, a hold white on, hold accent. On, hold on, Charmaine. Let me just say this. That is actually something that I've heard from a lot of people in general, like especially like from the the few Asian people that I've worked with in that have, in the corporate world when they say that they um they're looked at because I had a conversation about how they hear me outside of work as opposed this is what i worked in a um for an office building it was they said there's a difference between how i talk at work and mm -hmm. how i talk at um when i'm out and i said well i'm a i'm a gigantic black man in a corporate world and even though these people know me they still clutch their purses when they yeah. see me in the elevator so i have to be that way and so it was funny when i heard them go oh i have to do that at work too and i go yeah Really? Well, because with Asians, you have the model minority myth, right? You have the Asians are the better of all the minorities because 
their alignment what? with whiteness. You've never heard of the model minority movement? No. Okay, oh, so this? this just tells me that oh, yeah. you don't know Asians, except for me. So that's a problem. Google it. Um, but the model minority myth is something that started in. Um, you also got to remember a lot of the people that I hang out with don't actually really have conversations with me about real shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like this, I'm, so, this I'm surprised we didn't talk about it yet. But yeah. so it's funny, too, because Boston recently was guilty of deciding. I forget what university is either MIT or Boston ha- University or something like that, where they Harvard had, with affirmative action. They had decided yeah. That and this is quotation fingers that I'm doing. They had decided that Asians now count as white because of their alignment, which is a product of the modern minority myth. Well, that so, was kind of that. So that, oh man, this could be a deep conversation because, like, that model minority myth, right? It's it's a myth, yes, but it is rooted in a reality that's unique to like the immigration situation. Well, in the, the US. myth starts first, and then the Asians have to fall in line. Because because um, what people ten- seem to forget or don't know the way the way America is educated is that the Chinese Exclusion Act that took place in the late 1800s, early 1900s that prevented Chinese from coming to America. I'm a West Coaster, so this is more of an impact on on me because or like m- my side of the country because um, we were we were more. It was more of a presence there or whatever. Yeah. They would they would house any Chinese that came to the United States on something called Angel Angel Island, which is outside of San Francisco. And it was basically like a prison for Chinese immigrants. And they would be evaluated to determine whether or not they were a safe Asian to allow to cross over. In most cases, they were put on a boat and sent right back. And sometimes other Asians ended up in that place as well. And so up until that point, there was so much anti-Chinese sentiment, um, and this is post-railroad and all that other kind of stuff. There's all these Chinese in the United States, and they're like, oh, shit, what do we do now? We needed them for the railroad, but now we don't want them. They were trying to prevent further a- Asians from coming over, so they forced them into assimilation. They put them – there was also the Chinese massacre in, in L.A. and all kinds of stuff. There was all these things that were preventing Asians from assimilating. Until such time, there was too much of a population where they were going to have to force them into assimilation. And so they basically gave them permission to be white or white-aligned um, so long as they got rid of their language and all the all this other kind of stuff happened. It was an active – you know, America – it was active white supremacy that happened. Um, so they, you know, some communities stopped speaking the language and blah, blah, blah. And then you started having these China Chinatowns developed that was trying to keep some pure Chinese behaviors in place. The Chinese Exclusion Act affected other Asians as well. And so um, basically when World War II came and Japan was an enemy of the United States, the Chinese got a bump. They're like, okay, you're the good Asians. Now we're going to go ahead and let you in. And we're going to bar Japanese. So basically the Asians are coming in, replacing each other as the you're the you're the Asians that white people are going to align with. So Chinese people actually got to declare themselves as white in race categories until the 70s. Uh, This continues. hmm? No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This kind of stuff continues with the other Asian population. So actually, Asians were barred from immigration until the 1970s. And the way they started to open that up is when American imperialism went to the Philippines and started forcing Filipinos to become nurses. Then they were carting all the nurses from the Philippines over to the United States and planting them all over the country so that um, 
they could have more nurses. So there's all these waves of when Asians are allowed to come into the United States and how they're allowed to assimilate into the community as long as they do very key things, lose language, lose culture, blah, 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 work in industries that we're approving of them. And since they're working in industries like medicine, they get this idea that you are a better minority than Black people or Mexicans because you work in a higher level uh, industry and you know you sacrifice your culture to be able to do it so this is this is the model minority myth is what starts and then the asians are forced into behaving in such a way because their 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 status as citizens will be revoked which they've already proven they would take away american citizenship from asians through internment and stuff like that if they didn't fall in line. So it's not that Asians behaved a certain way and therefore white people allowed them to do things. White people said, you behave this way or we're going to send you back and we're going to send you back in a worse condition than we than you got here in. And so that's how this model minority myth happens. And that's why there's so much more alignment with Asians and white people than there is Asians with black folks. Now, the Asians that grew up in black communities those are the ones that adopt hip hop culture and stuff like that. Those are the ones that you have to be like, Hey, why do you say nigga so much? And they're like, I grew up in the hood. Yeah. But mm, you know, like that. Uh, kind well, of I don't say that happens. around me. Even, well, even the ones funny. I know, but me and I, Javi, yeah. Javi, said something, Javi said something to me a few weeks ago, which still hold, which I've realized is um, super true. More I hear about it. He was like, the lighter a person is, the more they want to say nigga. <laughs> that's kind of said it. And I was man, like, I hate to say that that's probably true. But in the so, um, I want to make Maybe sure not. I say. I don't know, because, but um, yeah, one of the things one of the things I know notice is when it comes to certain Asian communities, they do look at like you said, like you know, white pass, like white passing, or and I forget the term you actually just said, um, assimilation. Assimilation. Thank you. Um, you have people who are who are darker, like you have like you know um, someone who may be Cambodian or someone who may be Filipino, and it looked at a certain way as in like their. Well, there's also a hierarchy of approved yes, hierarchy, in America too. Which yeah. is the hierarchy of oppression. Which well, is- that's and I think that's the thing too, right? Like I, I don't know where 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 Aquafina's family's from. Like uh if they're from an affluent neighborhood, you know, they probably have some money. Uh and I just wanna like I think some of it's self-selecting too, right? So I think that, you know, just like many minority groups in this country, we we have to fit. Uh, uh, what white supremacy the 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 niche that white supremacy creates for us a lot, oftentimes, right? Yeah, and that includes again we go back to the immigration policies that I think is so ha- have affected Asian American lives so much in this country, um, and kind of framed their relationship with other groups. So I think there was one of the I think one of the most crucial phases of Asian uh migration into this country was like in the seventies, eighties, where um. They would o- only open up, uh, you know, green cards and visas to professionals. Mm-hmm. So it tend it tended to be elites from those areas. So like mm-hmm. just like in the U.S., there's the social the social and economic disparities between groups. So um, you know, it's very possible that you're talking to someone from Korea, right? That has that already has baked in ideas about what black people are, right? Already mm-hmm. has a baked in idea of how they fit into society, right? They don't even want their kids to marry white people, right? It's like, nah, like you, we're doctors. But they would here. prefer if you're gonna mix it, you'd go white over black. Yeah, that would be definitely that's something high, that, that happened in my family. That's a hierarchy. I mean, yeah. It sounds very similar to the conversation we had last week when we were discussing um Jewish and black relations. Yeah. Um. And again, like all this stuff is compl- like it's complicated. That's why I try not to 
uh get too deep into it like oh man you kind of ambushed me here but i know cool. and I, any <laughs> any opportunity i have to conversate with my homie charmaine it even if we disagree i enjoy it um but this stuff is complicated it's complicated well, like going back to that sort of hierarchy of asians too i mean asia itself is this way like People have decided Asians collectively have decided East Asians are priority because of lighter skin and uh, and alignment with Western culture. So Japanese, Chinese, Korean, those are those are what you what in in community jokingly would be referred to top three. But it's a super prejudiced way of viewing the Asian continent in general. Right. Um and then you have and then in in the in the terms in the ways in which Asians are racist against each other, East Asians are the the ones in power. So they view Southeast Asians and any of the browner Asians, they re- literally refer to them as jungle Asians. Jesus so when you come here to the United States um, and you get to be whatever it is that you are, Cambodian, you know, Southeast Asian, Filipino, um, they can develop communities and, and have higher level of respect here than they might necessarily have back home. Because as long as one of the top three are in power, they're being dominated. Um, you know, like Japan, the colonizer of Asia they committed atrocities all the way through Asia which is why most Asians aren't comfortable with the Japanese Japanese have a very hard western alignment because they just decided that that that's where the true power was and that's what they ended up doing but we wrote their constitution stuff like that took away their military or allowed them to have a decorative ornamental military and stuff like that and they just fell in line whereas Germany didn't have to do that and Germany was literally burning people in ovens um korea and japan less so i mean they also committed atrocities across asia as well but less so in in terms of of what is known that japan did um well maybe not china china's dominated a lot of areas as well but they still because they own the power that they own they they kind of keep southeast asians down as well so when southeast asians come to the united states they get to expand in ways that they're prevented by the chinese koreans and japan back home um, so when they see, hey, we're going to go ahead and put you on an, a, a hierarchy that's going to put you higher than black folks with the with the top three, you don't have to tell them that they're just already going to be like, whatever the white people say, we're going to fall in suit like that just sort of happens. Um, but with the Southeast Asians, they start to either embrace black culture because they're probably in similar neighborhoods that butt up against black neighborhoods or they're going to reject it to try to elevate in the hierarchy as according to the model minority myth. So. Like all this stuff takes place and someone like an Aquafina is a person who when you see her friend group or when you see who she uh, associates with, it's almost entirely white people, sometimes Asians, but mostly white people. But what she performs, black stuff. So when someone does that, like at least with Eminem and fuck, you're giving me two reasons to have to defend Eminem in one episode. I'm so mad at you for this. (laughs) With Eminem actually has black friends like Eminem rolls with a black with black people. He doesn't seem to date black women and he doesn't have black children, which I'm also fine with. Um, but when did Eminem start? With. Like, like, are we sure? Like, I feel like Eminem started. Like he got into hip hop because remember, you know, he, he had some some pretty problematic songs early on when he was testing out his style. Right. Um, And I, I think when people say black culture, like like black culture is universal at this point at this like, point like at this point and it's like but it's, it doesn't mean they should own that non-black people should just come in owning it there's you know a difference saying? i think that's the difference between our perspectives and i think this is the divide among pe- people of color 
when it comes to conversations like this. I think that you have a credible argument uh, when it comes to being protective over what we own as a people based on our history, right? And I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment. I, however, do not think that someone using that, like I, even like using our our syntax, even if I, I, I'm kind of uncomfortable calling it ours, right? Like, cause it's it, even in the black community, just everything. Like when I went to Michigan, when I went to, I spent some time in Michigan, my boys from Detroit was like, you sound like a white boy. I'm like, what? Like, cause what? from, from their perspective, that's what I sound like. You know, there's mm. so much differences even among us and our, our culture, our music, our fashion, the way we talk, the words we use is it, 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 it's, it's part of human culture. Like we've built the people that came from the neighborhoods that we grew up in mm-hmm. literally built the culture that we right. exist in today. Right. You went and so funny, almost, we yeah. actually had this conversation um, about how, like when people say certain things, like you talk this way or you talk that way, it's like, nah, dog, I'm actually just, I'm just speaking. And like, mm-hmm. and I remember and this was something that you brought to my attention um, as we were having a conversation about the way, you know, Cause I, cause it's funny when people say to me, like, I didn't realize that people, there was a such thing as you're not black enough until I became an adult. I didn't know that was a thing. And then yeah. someone was like, you're not really black. I'm like, fuck you mean I'm not really black. I've never heard this shit before in my life. Even um, I didn't start getting that until I was an adult. Yeah. But so Javi brings up something that we talked about earlier and I'm, and I started, sorry to Kanye you and cut you off. It's all um, good. But um, I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's something we discussed earlier about how like like you don't like saying someone talks black it's just like i'm not i'm like i may be like what is that what does that even mean well for, here here's what i said what what i was saying earlier about this is like by nature of us being black people we're talking black it doesn't really matter what we sound like we're black people so we're talking black i'm a mixed black asian with an alignment to black a harder alignment towards blackness because that's how i grew up that's my main culture so yes i I talk black in quotation figures because i am black but the black sense that we're talking about when we're talking about people that co-opt black culture for financial gain they use a very specific performative hood accent they do not use they don't even sound like the people from the hoods. <laughs> they just sound like what people from hood movies from the seventies. Yeah, honestly. But like I hear Eminem, and I don't think like like Hobby said, Eminem has black friends. Like Royce is one of his closest friends. Oh, he Charmaine also said, doesn't have that, a yeah. black oh, accent. Like right, like he just he uses Eminem black just phrasing. <laughs> like I don't, I've never really and people when like, he speaks. I mean, if you, I don't know how much people you know from Detroit, but like sometimes. He gets into it a little bit, like, like he use he'll use some of their like lingo and stuff, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Well, I think there's also we we have to pay attention to like when someone is using a black scent, which I'm talking about is like tonation and things like that, a cadence and stuff like that, versus phrasing. Like, I you know you see it on TikTok all the time. You see white people say quote unquote black phrases all the time, but they don't say it in a way that we're gonna be convinced they're black. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, they might say it's the mayonnaise for me or some shit like that okay but, i'm biased you know, okay i think aquafina is cute okay me and my <laughs> wife both have a crush on her that is that is not even wrong. that's a different okay. thing if you got a All crush right. on someone that's not that's even, a different thing hobby, You're, hobby, <laughs> hobby is justifiably upset because i kind of ambushed him 
And I just would have felt like an asshole having this conversation because, and I said this on the show, I was like, I don't even want to have this fucking conversation. The way you set it up, <laughs> I thought Javi and I were on the same side and you were on the opposing side. I didn't even nah, realize like, that Javi had like, a different I don't want to have this. I, I literally do not want to have this fucking conversation. And you, yet you're the one who started it. Yes, because, yes. Because, yeah, welcome because, to old man Wade. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that really is the best way to fucking describe it. Don't, don't ever put me and Charmaine on the different sides of a coin every game, okay? It's fun. Because we're not fighting. We're just like, also, I come, I'm bringing the Asian perspective of a person. Like, I understand a performative black, uh, performative blackness in Asian culture. I understand that as a person who can witness it as a mixed black Asian, right? Like, I don't have performative blackness. I don't have performative Asianness. I am black and I am Asian, but I have been around Asians that perform black and, and even like, Maybe I'm being softer on the black community, but even like when black folks never, uh, you could uh, never do that. <laughs> listen, even when like black folks adopt or or are of big fans of some form of Asian culture, usually it's a hodgepodge. But let's say the anime fans, sometimes they go real hard in on it and stuff like that. But at, at all times that I've experienced it, I've always seen that you know they're into this thing, but what they don't do is start doing Asian accents. Whereas on the flip of it, uh, I, well, and yeah, what I've seen, I'm yeah. not saying it's not possible. I'm I'm yeah. absolutely sure someone has done it. Yeah. But you know, it's it's when when I but when I see the the Asian peoples that are fan of some aspect of of Black culture, there's the adoption of the movie version of a hip hop accent or a hood accent or yeah. you know like what I'm saying like yeah. they're very stereotyped things that we don't even experience growing up in those places like but but do you do you think maybe what if it doesn't come like I, I, and that's another thing too like it's hard i don't really see it as exploitive to a sense where she did it specifically to make she did money it off of money it. that's how I, she got famous yeah yeah, that's how she got famous definitely right just off. like how like the, i would say this all, all the time like republicans for instance right all they need is a black face like black people are very marketable right like yeah. black culture is very remarkable that's that is what it is but I, it's hard for me i'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt right and i'm gonna say that just like a lot of people white asian indian whatever right like black culture looks appealing it looks free it looks it looks it looks happy it looks all this stuff and even even if even even the negative stuff right like dealing with white supremacy right like a lot of like we, we discussed this a lot of asian cultures can relate to that right can can relate in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways to that um uh and then coming into a new society or looking different right even though you can you are closer to whiteness than black people you know that you have to deal with the model minority myth you got to deal mm-hmm. like oh what do you you know if you're not if you're not good at math like most people in this country what do you mean you're asian right like stuff like yeah. that like little things little microaggressions that they have to deal with right so i think that she you know like like a lot of us i'll say one more thing just to um, just to show my empathy, why I have some empathy to her, right? Like I, I am black. I look black. There's no confusing that in my mind, right? But I spend a lot of time. I've spent a lot of time justifying my blackness, telling people that I'm not trying to co-op co-op blackness because my mom and my 
dad weren't born in America, right? right. Like, I, I, you know, so I understand trying to hold on to any type of identity in this country, right? And yeah. her probably listening to hip hop, watching, she probably watched um, 106 in Park, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever it may be. And that that really had, it looks like it really had a real shaping, it shaped who she was and her identity. And I would feel, I feel bad that there's a possibility that maybe she was genuine with all this and that she really had to change who she was because of the pressure coming from people who justifiably are angry with people exploiting black culture. It's just, it, it seems like, a, it, it seems like it could be just a shitty situation for everybody. Concerned. It could be yeah. based off the way someone apologizes. And the thing is she was always, um, a, she was always rude about her, being addressed with it until Marvel started making her apologize because she got attitude and that's why I like her too. She was like, "What you mean I got? What you mean I got to? What you mean I got to change?" If you get things wrong, like this is my biggest beef with like every single famous person who has ever been called out on anything. It's yeah. like if you get it wrong, you're just like you could you could just be like, "Fuck, I got that wrong." As of right now, I don't even know why it's wrong. Let me step back. Mm-hmm. Let me do some research, do some work on me. Then when I do that work, I'm going to come back and I'm going to address what it is that I did. And if if in that research I discover where I'm wrong, I'm absolutely going to apologize for it. So, if in my research I don't feel wrong, I'm going to talk about that too. But when when somebody who's extremely problematic, problematic gets addressed with, hey, this is a problematic area and this entire community is saying this is problematic and your reaction is, I can do what I want. That shit is why I, I cannot co-sign on that behavior because I know that she just got busted and it's never felt authentic anyway, which is why she got busted because guess what? There are people... Sorry, my cat's sick. He's sneezing in the background. There are people that um, that do authentically like just grow up like even like you said earlier, right? Like if maybe they're not born there, but they they move to a community and get raised in that community and they end up adopting the culture. That seems fine to me. But the thing is, they're still going to be they're not going to overperform it. If it's authentic, you don't have to overperform it. If it if it's not authentic, you do. And then there's people like my partner. He's a white Arab who grew up in a predominantly white space throughout his life, military kid, whatever. But when he set, when his family settled in one area, everybody that he was friends with was black. He says black things, slang. He does not have a black accent. He doesn't even change his accent when he says a black phrase. That's how an authentic, yeah. that's how the, you authentically Put him on the engage. mic real quick. Uh, well, he's at work right now, but I will, <laughs> um, you know, but like, like he, and that, and that's, a, so other people have said that too, like, you know, my community is predominantly black. So when they engage with him, they'll notice like he doesn't fake being black because he's around black people all the time. He talks the way he talks. He just occasionally says something that a black person would acknowledge as a black phrase. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. it's a hundred percent possible to be immersed in a culture without performing the culture you're immersed in. So let me say this, because um, I because it, it's funny because normally um, I'm the the optimistic one, and Javi's normally the the more realistic um, side of this. Because I understand um, where Javi's coming from in a sense, because well, not even in a sense, because you have uh, and when it comes to Aquafina, do I do I think that if you're caught in a lie or you're caught in a situation where you shouldn't be, 
should you just up uh, this comedian has a song he goes just say oops and move on should could that be a a way about going things absolutely however we're all human like you know what i mean there were there have been ways when i have absolutely acted irrational when it's come when i've been nah. <laughs> uh, go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> maybe later <laughs> Um, autumn, autumn falls. Um, so, <laughs> so, like, I can understand how, like, sometimes, like, you just say and do stupid shit when you're caught in a situation. Does that make it right? No, it absolutely does not make it right. Like, you know what I mean? I also know that when you are constantly hit over the head with certain things, you may react the way you should. So it could have started with the hello. And you're not even gonna edit All right, I'll be downstairs in two seconds. <laughs> nah, nah we, um, don't, we, we don't do that here. This drives me crazy. <laughs> no, I normally don't do this, but but um okay, let me just so Javi, I'm gonna need you to, to play a mic for like two minutes after I make this point. <laughs> Uh, wow, you got me working. I got a meeting in like ten minutes. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, so, all right. Give me, give me two minutes. Um, and um, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I do at this point. Um, because this wasn't supposed to be here until four thirty. That's why I, I think I had... we, I think we made our points, man. We uh, made our points. All right. Well, then hold on. Give me two minutes to me so we can end the show proper. Like, give me two yeah. minutes. <laughs> I saw oh, I no, 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 you good, bro. <laughs> you, you good. You good. What's going on with you, Charmaine? What you been up to? I've uh, been traveling a bunch. I know you're out there traveling a bunch too. Um, I did uh, New York Comic Con. I yeah. did Dragon Con. I yeah. did a uh, Collexicon Podcast Movement Podfest. I'm about to do the Black and Brown Nerd Expo in or uh, Oceanside, California next month. Yeah. And then I just got accepted for LA Comic Con just as a press badge, not a not a panel or anything like that. So I'm debating whether or not I'm going to go out there because that's my birthday weekend. So I've just been on the I road mean, and in the skies. That might be an extra reason to go up there if it's your birthday. Well, because LA Con is like my con, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm from LA and shit like that. Um, it's my 45th birthday though, so I was kind of wanting to do. Like, Gosh, I, you are not 45. I'm okay. Black don't crack up. Asian don't mm, raisin. I'm pretty um, sure you so hear I, that all the time, so let me shut up. I was kind of like wanting to go and do something, but you know, maybe maybe it's going to do my my con on my birthday weekend. That might be Fuck birthdays. Um I don't understand that. I'm here for getting old. Like I already got bad knees and shit like that, but like I cannot wait until I can physically be on the outside, the curmudgeon that I am on the inside. Oh, not fuck birthdays. <laughs> like getting old. It's just like this is the first year. Where I'm too stubborn to do anything. Mm. Well, I'm about to hit 45, so it's like a milestone birthday. I want to, I want a milestone. It. It's just that we'll the be doing. same weekend of my birthday is LA Comic Con, and I got a press badge. So. What are we doing? You, you see hey, how I inserted us? I I've always wanted to go to Barbados for my birthday. Ooh. Yo, if everybody wants to get together and do a Barbados weekend, Don't, I'm down I tell, for that. If I, Charmaine, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm gonna put you in a group chat with Maria. It'll actually happen. Um, before we go, I just want to say thank you to Charmaine for doing this impromptu. I want to thank Super Bowl Harvey for doing this. Fuck you, um, old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know Harvey's gonna curse me out later, and it's justified because I kind of threw him on the spot. But I felt. But like listen, I was... we're not in a fight. We're just 
on different no, no, sides no, no. of a discussion. We had a like, really good discussion. But Hobby's like you. He wants to be prepared for what, what he's going into. And I kind of was just I'm literally like, always prepared because I'm hella smart. Oh, damn right. <laughs> yo, yo, see? Just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. I had to talk I a little bit of shit. I had to talk how, a little bit of shit. How dare I assume a black woman wouldn't be fucking ready at all times? So hold on. Before we go, I want to say this because this cracked me the fuck up. I want to talk about some BBM, but I didn't. So I've gotten to a point now where I just don't respond to stupid people on the internet. Normally, let me rephrase. I respond to people on the internet when they say stupid shit, but normally I just ignore them. Mm-hmm. But now... I have decided with two sentences. Cool. Have a great weekend. <laughs> I, I saw send, you. I saw you did that um, the other day. And I send is... them. I send them a beautiful Shayna Baszler kiss. Mwah. What if I it's mon- What if it's Monday? Huh? What if it's Monday? Oh, then go fuck yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Cool. Um. Uh. Thank you, Charmaine. Uh, Charmaine, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at. Or TikTok at the Blasian Blurred B L E R D. Um, I'm also a podcast host. You can listen to my shows Militantly Mixed, which I have all the social media handles as at Militantly Mixed. Blurred Comics B L E R R D C O M I X E D because we're both black mixed nerds. Um, my new show Queer and Far, which is a travel show for marginalized travelers, and I have temporary or indefinitely put by Furious on hiatus because I'm not feeling it right now. So I'll come back to it whenever I I care. But all the handles are the same as the show, and uh, yeah, that's how you found me. Um, Hardest working person in the business for real, <laughs> bust his ass. It, um, but like I also love that Charmaine takes time off to make sure yeah. her mental health. You got to have your mental health hiatuses. My next one is in December. Uh, Super Bowl. Where can everyone find you? Uh, I'll be making pancakes at your mama's house. Excellent. <laughs> Where Excellent. can they find you on Instagram? Uh, find me at uh, B Rebel Media. That's B E R E B L Media. Um, yeah, that's primarily what I've been doing rec- uh, recently. So yeah, check that out. Yeah, get on the ground floor with Javi. Uh, jump on the bandwagon with Miss Charmaine. Uh, you can find me on Old Man Wade Com on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And as always, be excellent to each other. Peace. Damn it, Wade.